Hey guys, Matt Burton here. I just wanted to take a few seconds before we got to Brady and Keegan to give a couple shout outs to some of our new patrons. We have Samuel Turner, OU Mensa, Adam Alonzo, Andy Hoover, Austin Miller, and Hannah Bryant. All right, cut the music. Cut the music now. Now, now, please. Thank you. All right, where were we? Okay, yeah, that's right. Every Thursday, you can go and see Keegan and Brady at Vanessa House Beer Company, drink some beer, play some Bingo Bango Songo, or just hang out with the guys. Reminder that patrons get this podcast live at Vanessa House and for a full 24 hours before it becomes free. All right, okay, now on to Brady and Keegan on Through the Keyhole. Oh, it's that time of year, that time of week. We've been waiting for it. We've been talking about it. We've been bitching about it because of the kickoff time, but it's finally here. OU Nebraska. It's Thursday right now, which means we got Friday to look forward to and then Saturday to have fun with Nebraska fans. And then hopefully, more than likely, OU covers their 22.5-point spread and defeats the Nebraska Cornhuskers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of Through the Keyhole. Brady Trantham here alongside Mr. Keegan Renault at Vanessa Beer House on Broadway and 8th in Oklahoma City, the best local brewery in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City, as far as I'm concerned. Everybody else can uh, piss up a rope with all due respect, of course. They have so much fun here. So much yeah. beer. Isn't, I mean, that the, isn't that the slogan? I, I mean, the Wi-Fi password is so much beer with periods in all caps. That's why I screamed it. <laughs> the Destination Wedding's out of season. That's my favorite one. What are you drinking? What's any, Is that new? It's the Softer Vic Secret. It's the um, it's an IPA. It's a New England IPA, or a, a hazy IPA, I should say. But for those of you who are like, I'm not into craft breweries or I'm not into craft beer. I just like Bud Light, Coors Light, you know, the use. So me. So the stuff that you would see at a tailgate, for instance, uh, more than likely, especially the tailgate that I run on. Uh, well, I, I can't say on this one, but if you want to know where the tailgate is, you can always subscribe to our Patreon page at Through the Keyhole, patreon.com slash Through the Keyhole. And I drop the pin for our tailgate where you can have a lot of good drinks, a lot of good beer, a lot of good cocktails, food, very, very close to the stadium. Again, patreon.com if you want to check that out. Uh, but, you know, I'll bring Vanessa beer as well to hand out to our friends. But we've got a lot of Bud Lights and Coors Lights for the, you know, the typical beer drinkers. But if you're one of those that's not necessarily used to craft breweries, as somebody who used to not like IPAs until about six, seven months ago, the Vic Secret IPA, it's not aggressive. It's not bitter. So you I'm finally drink- hit the age where the, what? Re- Am I beer snob? Is that, is that, wh- is that the, the your required taste or your acquired taste? Acquired taste kicked in? I guess so, because just because I bartend here on the weekends, I have to, <laughs> you know, I have to try the beers. So when people ask me, like, hey, do you like this? Because I'm not a beer scientist. I, I okay. cannot explain to you, like, our, our awesome brewer, Boone, is sitting right there. He's getting ready for Bingo Bingo Songo that we do every Thursday. He's the beer scientist here. He can tell me, like, the ins and outs, you know, the logistics. How many hops? Yeah, all the hops, if you will, for all the beers. <laughs> and 
all I can say like to customers is, I mean, I like it. <laughs> it right. Ta- tastes good to me. Everybody's palate's different, but it tastes good to me. So it's really up to you, which is my way of getting you to try to buy it. Do it. You know, you, you got to do what you got to do. There's a reason we're still here. It's because oh, of Vanessa House. Yeah, we've been here. We've been in this. You've been in it much longer than I have. Yeah, I, I live here on the weekends. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun, just like Keegan said. But check out Vanessa House, especially if you're going down to Norman for the game. Early, early kickoff, but you want some beers, and you're coming through Oklahoma City. It's right off the highway again. It's right off Broadway and 8th. So all you got to do is exit on the 10th Street exit. Automobile, automobile Alley Automo- for, the, for Aut- the locals. Automocar. Automobile Alley. Where there's a Tesla. Did you know that? I didn't realize that there was a Tesla There's a place. little Tesla like showcase down the street. It's yeah. a showcase? It's not? You can't purchase a Tesla there? Oh, you can purchase. But oh. it's, it, it's not like a gigantic. We can't. Pur- somebody else can go purchase one I'm there. J- we can't. I, I, did, I did studies on our listeners, and about 99% of our listeners to this podcast can purchase a Tesla <laughs> with, with going out money. Like, we're talking legitimate, wealthy individuals <laughs> who are all important in their own right, in their own walks of life. And that we, need to come to Vanessa House. Yeah, we are the unwashed. Like, we're, we're the ones <laughs> podcasting. We're the ones you're listening to. But, I mean, I haven't showered in three days. Nice. And if you come to the tailgate on Saturday, I will not have showered for five days. So Brady doesn't shower distance. after Oklahoma wins. I'm not showering until we win a national title, and it's been 21 years, Keegan. Ooh. No wonder why your apartment always smells. Yeah, it smells smelled like shit. It smells no. like skunk. I also need. To, <laughs> I, I also. I also need to uh, give a shout out to. I mean, speaking of Boone, if you've listened to the podcast, especially the last handful of episodes, just wanted to point this out. If you've listened to each show from beginning to end, one, thank you very much for doing that because podcast analytics suggest that about seventy percent of you do that. Appreciate that. But That's for awesome. Those, but for those who stay from beginning to end you might have heard a song that plays us off it'd be by our very good friend boone and also another brewer here at vanessa house mr cody they're members of a band called Foxboroughs, locally uh locally known they played a few shows I, I went and saw them a few weeks ago at pony boy uh upstairs on 23rd street they're awesome and they were so cool that i was like i want them on the podcast so they play us off every night, every show. So they're on Spotify. So if you like what you hear, you know, just type in Foxboroughs, all one word, and uh, give them a follow. And we'd appreciate that. And the last thing that I will mention, if you have not done so already, please leave a five-star review and rating on Apple Podcasts for our podcast through the keyhole. And yes, I know it still says Inside OU on the artwork. The title of the podcast is correct. The artwork is not. Finally got that fixed, Keegan. Mm. Finally got that shit fixed. Mm. Let me tell you how How I, long did that take? It took It took a fortnight. Almost. <laughs> it took almost a fortnight, which is 2 weeks. Dang. But uh, we're through the keyholders now. Yeah, we're, we're all through the keyhole. The people here at Vanessa House that are getting ready for Bingo Bango Sango that they do on Thursday nights. I think it's the energy in here tonight. I feel it. Well, it's because it's OU Nebraska, mm. which let's get right into it. Oh, boy. I mean, you've been sending me some good de- some goodies in the keyhole group chat. And oh, <laughs> let's just say that. Can I'm, we just right off the bat, 
Nebraska's not good. This They're, is this is not Nebraska football. Oh no! I mean, what is Nebraska football to you? I watched Nadomik and Sue play. I watched Jared Crick play. I watched Taylor Martinez screw up throws because he wasn't very good. This isn't that. This is horrible offensive line play. And not even that they were pressured that much last week. We're talking just simple run game stuff that guys on the ground, guys being unblocked. I sent one of the things, and our Patreon folks will see it later. But, Brady, there was a play where there was five Buffalo defenders at the line of scrimmage. and three. Wait, of the there were five Buffaloes? Looked like Apologies it. Apologies for the clip. No oh, my why, God. No wonder why they couldn't block them. Well, they're, they're very strong creatures. And there was three offensive linemen past them. Here's the thing. I said this to Brady today. I've said it before this week. We sat here at this actually same exact table a year ago, almost not a year ago this time, 11 months, 10 months, however long when the Texas Tech game happened. We sat here and we're like, Oklahoma needs to pick a number and they need to go win it. They're favored by 22. They are the numbers and the data and player clip, drink, whatever. All of that says that Oklahoma should not cover that line this weekend. Uh, every, everybody's saying that. Everybody's saying that. There I, is zero reason for them not to cover it this week. There's absolutely no reason for them to not cover it. And they are 28 points better than Nebraska. They are four touchdowns better. Well, no, like I, I've been saying to my close friends over the last week and a half or so, basically since this game's come on the radar, which was essentially not this previous Monday, but the <laughs> last Monday. After two-lane game ended. Yeah. <laughs> so Nebraska, <laughs> you know, no disrespect to Western Carolina. It's just, you know, different sport. But if OU doesn't cover at the very – if they don't win by 21 points at the very least, because I know that's technically not covering. But, yeah. you know, like – Same ball, same conversation. Ballpark with me. If they, yep. if, if they don't win comfortably by t- 21 points or plus, because if, if they win by exactly three touchdowns, Nebraska probably scored some bullshit score at the end. And it's like, okay, this game was over. Yeah, if it's a bad beat at the like, end. The point and the point that we've been driving home for this particular team as it's been led by Spencer Rattler over the last year and a half is the game needs to be over going into the fourth quarter. Over. With, with some of these games, according to their talent, according to their opponent, but that's kind of eluded them a handful of times in that run. This game needs to be over basically by the third quarter, if not earlier. When and, it, and if it is, and they still don't cover, of course, like that's bullshit. It's ball bullshit scores. I don't care about that. But if it's a game in the fourth quarter, it'll either be because Nebraska, OU, it's like some magic. It's just magic, which, of course, we all know what happens when OU Nebraska play, and there's magic involved. OU always wins. But hopefully, like there should be no skin of the teeth, skin by the teeth, whatever you want. I, I don't know how to talk English. I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but OU should win this one rather comfortably. And if they don't, we'll be right back on the postgame pod going, uh, I don't know what this ceiling of this team is. I, I'm with you. I know it's only three games worth, but this is a this is a moment for them. Spencer Rattler, it, 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 you should be the number one pick. We spent all offseason. We analyzed a quote from Lincoln Riley for, what, 15 minutes, Brady, in the spring of essentially – Hey, listen, Lincoln. You could tell he's saying it in the to the media. Hey, if you listen, 
I could take you wherever you want to go. It's time. The, t- the issues in the Tulane game, they had one too many turnovers. That was One of them was on Rattler. Two of them were on Rattler. That can't be this week. The offense is way too easy to run for that to be the case with those issues. Perry on Winfrey. If you look at the games Perry on Winfrey showed up last year, those were the best games Oklahoma played defensively. Love you, Ronnie Perkins. As a person, player, got to watch you, got to get to know you, some of the people, parts of your life, really well. But when eight shows up and eight's a difference maker every single snap, this is a top ten defense. It just is. Spencer Rattler shows up. They're now the number one offense in the country. They start out number three. They're now up to number one. And they really haven't played that well yet. That's even in the Western Carolina game. People that watched our film review understand it. There is still a place that they can go. You want to see that in these early games? But we're at a point in this season already where if you can establish yourself as one of those teams that's going to separate themselves from the pack, if you can do that now, that could almost carry you to the places you want to go at the end of the year. Yeah. This is that week for this team. There's no excuse. Zero. That's a good That's book. <laughs> it's a great. I derived a lot of um, knowledge and understanding from that book. I guess Lincoln Riley did too. Needs to put it to use this week. Yeah. I uh, Let me just say this. I pray to God Bob is not in the locker room giving the boys a pep talk <laughs> this weekend because, I mean, the last time that that happened – like in terms of Bob being like a guest speaker for a pep talk for for a team he's not directly coaching. The one time that I can think of uh, was when Buddy Heald, the basketball (laughs) team. (laughs) I'm not kidding. They did it a couple weeks before that, though. They they did it for the Oregon game, didn't they? No, 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 no. It was right before they boarded the plane in Norman Uh, to fly down to Houston. And like OU Basketball's Twitter account, like, tweeted out like look who came to uh send the guys off to houston for the final four <laughs> and it was bob and he's like yeah yeah uh y'all go out there y'all go win it y'all y'all go do that you know just disinterested but i'm like an ou fan because i coach here you know whatever bob's a cool guy but it got tweeted out i sent it to my dad because <laughs> my dad feels exactly the same way about ou football that i do and he immediately texted me back and said we're doomed now, at the time, I'm like, nah, uh like, Buddy healed. this is destiny. And then about five minutes into the second half, when it was fairly apparent what was going to happen, I texted my dad and was like, I should have listened to you. They got Georgetown. Uh, they did. Buddy Heald deserved it. Uh, me, me and my friend Matt Kimber, patron of the podcast, a uh, listener of the podcast, uh, shout out to you. The equipment we're using is yours. Uh, but he, he came over to my old house at the time. We were watching the game, and again, like five minutes in the second half, and they're getting run. It's like, fuck this! I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see Buddy healed like this. So we we just said, screw it, let's go to Taramahara's in Norman, have some margaritas, and drink drink the sorrows away. And what we forgot about was, I don't know if you've ever been to Taramahara's, Keegan, but there are I like, actually haven't. It's really good. I like, need to go. It's like Tex-Mex, it's a great way, great place to go. Baker Mayfield would endorse it. Yes, he would. If he. Was it OU now? He would be endorsed by Tara Mahara's today. A thousand percent. Today. Uh, but what we forgot was there are about 400 TVs at that restaurant, and they all had the game on. 
And so we walked in, and the first thing that I saw was Buddy Heald sitting on the bench with a towel over his head, you know, basically in tears. And it was just surrounding me, and I was like, God damn it, don't do this to him. Because <laughs> just like Baker, speaking of, he deserved better. You know, I mean, you could point to Baker. You could point to some of those. Well, you don't want right to point now. to anybody that's in play. No, yeah, you're right. But I, I want to say this. We're focused on this right now with Nebraska. They've got three good defensive linemen. I'm going to make sure I have the numbers right now. Uh, 93, 95, 99. I know the numbers. I don't know the names yet. That will be up on our Patreon for the Friday Night Musings, the final scouting report that I send out every Friday night ahead of the game, except for last week because it was Western Carolina. But they have three good defensive linemen, Brady. So, Conjol, Rame, Murray, Hayes, whatever the combination is, that group's going to get a pretty good test this week. Linebackers are they're, they're well coached. They're not super athletic. They're, they're what you would expect out of a team like Wisconsin has a linebacker. Outside of that, I'm talking whole team. Outside of that, Martinez at quarterback, I even said this to you, I think a lot of people will gain a little bit of respect for him this weekend from the aspect of the same respect that Michael Pratt got from Tulane of, sorry, buddy, OU was in the backfield the entire time. You were getting hit. It's obvious this is going to happen. This happened to you all, not all the time, but it's happened to you before. It's, it is time. It is time from the way they played last week, build off of that, go into this week. And when we – and I want to say this because this does come from my perspective a little bit. When we say go cover a line, that means go surpass expectations. When you want to talk about, it, like, if a team, like, the only arbitrary, arbitrary number we have out there to work off of for value of these teams are these lines. Alabama, they're 14-and-a-half favorites over Florida this weekend. I love Alabama. I think they're – we've seen this Florida team. You guys have heard me talk about them. As the lone Florida person in maybe this market and a lot of markets outside of Gainesville last year, the only one to pick them to win the SC East, they are going to get th- – I think they're going to get throttled this week. So if Alabama goes and covers a line, that looks really good. 22 points, Brady. Perron Winfrey shows up. Spencer Rattler learns from his week, week one lessons that are <laughs> as Still Brady in knows, question despite the second game. <laughs> despite the second game. If he Slide, l- motherfucker, please. God. That, that as well as the, all the other things. I say it, that with the utmost respect. Correct. But – if those two guys show up on Saturday, those are your two mis- those two guys go every single game, every single snap. They are the best players on your team every single snap. Oh, this team is capable of going to do it. Look at what's happening around the country. We spent 10 minutes on Tuesday talking about 2007, 2007, 2007. That's still a historical outlier. Teams typically separate themselves. It's on the teams at the top to figure that out. Ohio State, Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, Georgia should be able to separate themselves based off what they've done in the past. Oregon now. Go separate yourself. It's time for those teams. It's time for someone, even though we're only two weeks in, Brady, it's time for someone to separate themselves. This Oklahoma team's capable of that. They were all the issues. So SP plus week one, they fell to 30th in defense. They were still third in offense, or they fell to third in offense. That metric accounts for opponent. Based off last week, 
they negated and recovered all the things that fell after week one. Yeah. That's the team they're capable of being. They need to go out and do it this week. This week. Mm. And, I, and I mean that, and I hate to, like, you know, I'm not making, like, an ultimatum here. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I promise. But if this team, if this team, if we think as good as they think they are, they can be, it's this week. And that's the last time I'm going to say it's this week. I promise. Maybe. No, I mean, this is, it, it's a big test because it's, in a lot of ways, it's like the Tulane game. Now, we knew this prior to OU even playing Tulane. That, and I think I jokingly had to say it. Now, after they play Tulane and after they play Western Carolina, there there will be a technical uptick in talent. How does OU answer that test? Well, now the test has kind of been expanded to you're essentially having the Tulane game again and that you're playing an opponent that you are heavily favored by. And now go out there and show the fucking world that you're this good. Yeah, It's really that simple. Like, Stop with this nonsense of playing teams that you are much better than. To their to, level. To their level. And to Spencer Rattler, to Perrion Winfrey, to, uh, I mean, the leaders of this team. And I hesitate to even say, like, the captains, because the captains have shown up. Except for Spencer Rattler all the time. Spencer Rattler is technically a captain, but Isaiah Thomas has shown up. Caleb Kelly has made plays. Now, our our bar for him is much lower, admittedly. Benito made plays. Benito has made plays. Redmond, you sent it to me today. Perfect. Redmond. Redmond will show up tomorrow. Jalen Redmond will show up. Isaiah Thomas will show up. Reggie Grimes, who we did not, I don't. How many times did we mention his name in the offseason when we were talking about the defensive line? Not very much. Probably like once. And that's my fault. I mean, it really. I no, mean, I mean the guy that I, I just we, did not. We don't study know. Enough, we don't know the projections. We don't know sure. the development that's going on behind closed doors. And that's something that you you can't project, but you hope for that there are players that you you're not talking about today, but will make an impact. And fortunately for Oklahoma, you know where there's been some lackadaisical play here and there on the defensive line where Reggie Grimes is picked up for that. You just hope that that continues for Reggie Grimes and this team. But then Perrion Winfrey starts to understand, oh, I can be I can be an NFL draft pick, like legitimate one. I could be a, f- a first-round pick. I could be a first-round pick if I play every play like the last three or four plays against Tulane. Yep. If I do that every play, yeah. Every snap he had last week. Yeah, that doesn't mean I get in the backfield every play or I get a quarterback hurry every play, but if you just disrupt the interior of the offensive line and fuck up the play, guess what? Keegan on his film review is going to be like, he didn't do anything in terms of in the box score, but he destroyed this play. And that's what scouts will see, and that's what the NFL sees. Defensive tackle stats are the most irrelevant. Like, you see, you know, we spent a year last year – Love Seth Walder is one of the kings of analytics right now with ESPN's FPI, which <laughs> is performing better than almost everybody, which is still not really good compared to that Brady's seen some of the betting, the sports betting market metrics that are just gross right now. But, I mean, they spent a whole year discussing how Aaron Donald isn't a good run defender. Like, think about that. What? They spent a whole offseason and almost half of a season – trying to discuss that Aaron Donald wasn't a good run defender. So all the film people were just quote-tweeting that stuff of, like, all the double teams he takes and, like, this and that. But, like, that was the thing, right, in the two-line game. He was seeing double teams on those last five plays, and it didn't matter because that's how good he can be. That could be a Juco guy kind of thing. Who knows? But, as you said, Nebraska's not very good, as we've explained. Nebraska's not very good. It shouldn't matter. 
That's what separates teams each year. LSU 2019, it didn't matter who they went out and played. Joe Burrow took it personal every single week. Baker Mayfield took it personal every single week. I think Kyler Murray took it personal after halfway through the season in 2018. Teams that take it upon themselves to build up their own expectations and play to their level are the best teams. That starts against Nebraska. Yeah. And then it carries over to West Virginia. And then it carries over to Which is a Kansas night State, game. Which is a night game. I guess that means it's more important than the OU-Nebraska game. That has to be a troll, right? <laughs> is the Big 12 still trying to, like, you know, they've been dumped. They, they've been dumped, but are they still texting Oklahoma and Texas going, hey, I just started going to the gym. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I We know, added a couple treadmills. There's no yeah. squat racks over here. Hey, I started going to the gym, and uh, I just need your help because I know you work out all the time. So, uh, <laughs> And I know that's important to you. Can you just help me? For bringing these you know? four new pieces of equipment in. <laughs> please don't fucking leave. Please. <laughs> please don't leave me. Uh, that's, it's like leaving Average Joe's for Globo Gym. That's what Oklahoma and Texas are doing. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Even, though, even though Globo Gym would have been fun. Yeah, too. Oklahoma yeah. built it up over time. You know? Oh, well. That was, that was pretty good. Any, I was just going to say, on, on this final piece of this, I believe in this Oklahoma team. From watching games, from looking at numbers across the country, like Ole Miss is really good, Right? That was a team I was high on from last January. Didn't have the cojones, Brady, to pick them to win the SEC West. Was not going to go there. But as Brady knows, maybe more than anybody, if there was a team on Alabama's schedule this year that I thought could beat them, it was Ole Miss, not A&M. Well, I mean, pro football focus w- would have suggested that Emory Jones and the Florida Gators will beat them this weekend. <laughs> a lot of people so like... Who, who's their backup quarterback? Anthony Richardson. He's pretty good. Yeah, he He's taller than Emory, right? Yeah. Because I, I don't know who's faster. I think Emory Jones is quicker. Right. But, I mean, the Richardson kid in their game against, what was it, FIU or FAU? It's a, They played Florida Atlantic, and then they played South Florida. Yeah, their first game, like, that dude is running, like, long stride. But all of his highlights were just runs, so I don't know how much of a passer he is. Here's the problem. Florida's left tackle that was pretty good last year that got drafted, he's gone. Kyle Pitts. Did he play against Oklahoma or was he on the – He did play against Oklahoma and Nick Benito made him look like dog poop. Wait a minute. I was told that the the JB team was out there. Almost all of it. So you're either lying to me. No. You're lying to me at at Vanessa House. I think Dan Mullen lied to you just like like he's going to lie when he says he's not interested in the USC job. Oh, that's already floating out there? Just oh. like Urban Meyer lied because that, that motherfucker looked to the ground oh. and he was – okay. Who's the uh, coach at UCF? I, I remember being a teenager and having my parents ask me, did you do this? And I did, but I'm not going to tell them that initially. And so I'm like, no, as I'm looking at the ground because I can't look them in the eye. So who's the coach? Gus Malzahn came out, was it today, and said are that they he's not – Are they 2-0? They are. They, uh, they forgot who they play this week. Actually, have they play uh, Louisville this week? They're only a seven-point favorite. They're among my picks, but they—he um, even came out and said that he's not like he's not interested in the USC job. Is we gonna have like twenty of those over the next month? Insert coach at p- logo program not interested in USC job. <sighs> I, I feel truly bad for Joel Klatt, who we also need to talk oh, about towards the end of this show. Oh, we forgot to do it on yeah. Tuesday. Well, we need to talk about it on this one. 
Uh, but I, I do truly feel bad for Joel Klatt in this instance. He put out a tweet that is 100% true. Because if you're USC, you're talking about a blue blood. You're talking about a school with prestige, uh, with every resource available. They are West Coast, Texas. We've talked about this in the offseason about like whenever Ari Wasserman talks bullshit about like Texas best job in the country. And it's like, no, motherfucker, this is why you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. USC is essentially kind of the same job as Texas, but maybe on a little bit of a lesser extent. Or maybe I, I would need to do a deep dive, but maybe with a little bit more success mm-hmm. than Texas historically. Uh, but no, like Joe Clatt basically said, if I'm USC, I make these coaches tell me no before I go to the, the other tier. And he mentioned Lincoln Riley and then poor Joe Clatt because he's good at his job because he's got a great platform. He fell victim to that very thing. And then hand dozens, if not hundreds of websites aggregated him saying, USC is interested in Lincoln Riley, according that to That didn't happen. No. It did happen. Hey, you get, you get I have clicks a face that, palm right you get, now. You get clicks that way. Um, he, Joe Klatt did not. Now s- you see why I got yeah. out of that business. Joe Klatt did not say USC is interested in Lincoln Riley. He just said, if I'm USC, I would make Lincoln Riley and these other coaches say no to me. And I think Urban Meyer was, of course, one of those, you know, that list of names. And that's exactly right. If... If it was OU, had a head coaching vacancy, and Lincoln Riley was the head coach at, oh, let's say Texas Tech, Texas, no, Texas A&M, <laughs> Florida. Sure, you know it's like sure. okay, so he's out of his element in terms of region, and you know, let's just say like, hey, he could fit in Norman. Make him say no, even though he's in a relatively good situation. Like, no, that's exactly how USC should feel. But unfortunately for Joel Klatt, he got uh, thrown under the bus of just being too big and too famous for it's, sharing an opinion that is, you know, albeit very true. It is. It is true, and it's how USC should feel. But, like, you can't can't fall. I mean, let's you have to think about all the stuff that you and I hear that doesn't go out there. Like, you have to – if someone at USC or within Fox told him that, like those things, to, and he tweeted that out, like you can't fall victim to that, like you're kind of saying. Like, he kind of fell victim to the game a little bit in that essence. But thats I don't even think that was his worst one. I think the coaching job one was way worse. Way worse. And I think the athletic report from Max Olsen and, and Bruce Feldman where they interviewed and, you know, like I'm not going to sit here and tout that, like I don't know the ins and outs of Oklahoma to say that it, it's the it, no doubt, in fact, the number one job. I don't. I, I don't know all the facts about it. I Alabama seems like a pretty good gig right now, considering the car dealerships that are in town. I guess that's all legal now, right? Oh, interesting. Uh, Georgia, right? I mean, you look at anything. We've talked about this. The schools that are closest to the states of Georgia, Florida, Alabama, and Mississippi have as they have the biggest advantage in college football right now. Now that'll oh, it'll it'll change. Um, look at the state of Oklahoma and the population here, and look how many it seems like the deeper pool of Power 5 players that are coming out of the state. It'll all affect itself over 20 years. It'll look different, like whatever. But right now, today, the schools that are closest to the best high school players in the least amount of power schools are in the best position. That's why it's, in my my opinion, Bama, Georgia, Clemson, like top three, whatever. And then after that, you make your own choices because – 
Oklahoma's had its issues. I don't know if the boosters and donors were in issues in the 90s where you know more about that than I do. But Texas clearly still has those issues. Sark hasn't figured out how not to put in a fire extinguisher out on a t- – I mean, the fact that he mentioned Hudson Card's going to play this weekend, even that it – like, just don't That's say it. <laughs> just don't say it. Don't say it. No, he's in a position where he has to say everything. Because I Because he's got – He's got multiple people with multiple agendas that he has to appeal to. It's not like one, just just win, baby. You know, like not to, not to give a shout out to our good friend Ryan Chapman, who's a gigantic Raiders fan. Which <laughs> big week for him. One of the weirdest Monday night football games I've seen, and I'm a Dolphins fan because one of the first Monday night football games I ever watched as a kid was the Monday Night Miracle when the Dolphins lost to the New York Jets. Mm. I doubly hate Benny Testaverde. So to <laughs> all of our OU fans who came about during the 80s and saw the OU Miami games, and you hate Benny Testaverde, trust me, I fucking hate him too. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel you on that one. I just don't understand it, man. You know, And like you said, the whole boosters, admins thing, Like, we don't know enough about the behind-the-scenes work. I like. I always feel that if you go get a named coach that's done it before, which is why I know when people are saying like Chris Peterson, USC, that wouldn't be good at all. But again, as as Brady knows, I bring it up with Pete Kwiatkowski quite a bit, which we will be doing a study on that Texas Arkansas game for tomorrow. But you get head coaches in there that are about that business life that don't don't touch don't. This is my money. This is my power. You have your thing. Thanks for your help and support. I know what I'm doing. I'm the coach, right? seems like when you get those guys into these blue blood programs, they work out pretty well, consistently work pretty well, which, yep. as we're seeing today, you want to talk about some revisionist history. Clearly, Ryan Day made, the, made a – his first hire was a bad hire, without a doubt. And you look at everybody else, like USC kept – if they were going to fire him now, they should have fired him after last year. So, I – Again, the job conversation I just don't understand. And I, I think, like you said, like Joel Klatt felt he got the amount of engagement he got on that tweet. I bet his numbers were nuts. Absolutely bonkers. So we'll see. He's in Norman this week. So is Gus Johnson. So is Big Noon Kickoff. They're setting up in Norman in, fr- in front of the Biz. Beautiful library on campus. I don't know. I, I should I go take a picture with Bob for the uh, for the content? You should. You know, I, I I'll admit, like uh, heavily influenced by Eddie Radosovich, just like when he took a picture with uh, oh oh what's his name Joey Joey Galloway. Joey Galloway. I was down there. <laughs> so like somebody suggested, I can't. When Galloway walked into the bar at the Peach Bowl. Yeah, and, and ever we were all down there and like. We literally, Kersey and I it's were like, like yeah. "That's him. That do it. Got to do it. <laughs> do it for the culture," as they say. Uh, somebody, I, God darn it! I, I honestly can't remember because I've had a few beers. I cannot remember who suggested this, and I thought that's actually a very good idea for the content. But someone was like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta go take a picture with Bob Stoops." And then the first thing that popped in my head was <laughs> Joey Galloway and Eddie like having a picture together. And I was like, "Oh, that would be funny." <laughs> That would be absolutely. Oh, no, 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 I remember now. It was Regina Bell who made our T-shirts. Nice. So through the Keyhole T-shirts, which are going away like hotcakes. At some point, we'll sell them to you sons of bitches. Just kidding. We love you all. They're awesome, but man. But I, I want to give them away for, you know, I want to give them away 
for two reasons. One, you know, it's free advertising if you wear the shirt, and we greatly appreciate that. But also, from a very genuine spot in my heart, very sincere, if you would have told me two or three years ago when I started this thing that we'd have a couple thousand people listening to the show every no time we doubt. put it out, I, I would have been... No, you're lying. No doubt. And I know I started with some star power. I had John Hoover and Rufus Alexander, and then I, uh, I upgraded to Keegan Renault. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't it, say I wouldn't necessarily uh, go there. Um, you know, shout out to John Hoover on the All Sooners podcast with uh, Ryan they're Chapman doing and Josh they're, cru- they're crushing it this year, man. Oh yeah, they're crushing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love we we love us some John. Shout out we to Rufus Alexander. The, we love all the media folk. Rufus Alexander, one of the few former players who, at one point, because I, I I don't think he's in the media. Like he he will jump on the franchise every once in a while, but he's not like in a consistent role with us like he used to be. Right. He's one of the few former players who got into sports media that I worked with. That I like, at one point was like, okay, we just did we just did this segment. I need to tell you this and get this off my chest. I know the Fiesta Bowl suck. Trust me, I'm an OU <laughs> fan, and I can only imagine what it's like for you. But trust me when I say this. I'm not just kissing your ass, but that was one of the best linebacking performances that I've ever seen in my life. He was the he had 19 tackles and a forced fumble that couldn't have come at a better time in that game. Like the OU came back in that second half because of that forced fumble by Rufus Alexander that OU recovered. Right. He's also one of the few former like. Do I think Rufus sometimes like? Is almost too negative because he wants OU to be good so bad. Yes, he's one of the few guys though that will always tell it how it is, which I appreciate about him. So, now y'all did a good job before then. I'm glad that I'm a part of it now. Glad that I have a place that I can sit and watch film and come back and shoot you videos, and we sit here and can talk about how bad Nebraska is, and realize that. It's still a nostalgic game. This this game means a lot, lots of people. Not saying necessarily to you because of our age group, but this this game does mean a mean a lot to a lot of people. Oh, of course. And I, I hope that a sizable portion of our listeners are, and I say this with the utmost respect, and I actually mean that this time. I'm not saying it sarcastically, but I, I hope that there are you know a few old timers that listen to this podcast because OU's fan base is. You know, it, it ranges from age. Like, Oregon fans are typically younger because Oregon hasn't been good. You know, they've only been good basically since about you're 2000. Just, you're just poking the blue blood conversation right now. Well, I mean, OU is a blue blood for, you know, <laughs> zillion re- with you. for a zillion reasons. Like, Clemson fans, like, yeah, like, they won a title in 80, 81. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then they went dormant for many, many years. But they were... I don't even say dormant because that implies that they were great before. They had, they had to evolve from Clemsoning, and now they got to go win a natty in 2030. I mean, what are they going to do this year? I don't know what the what ACC is. I don't is, know what the ACC is this what year. What is everyone going to do? North Carolina, Miami, Clemson, and maybe I mean, is Pittsburgh worth a shit? Pittsburgh's allegedly pretty good. Tennessee had a couple turnovers last week. We talk about yeah. we talk about post game stuff all the time, box scores and everything. So like. Don't know too much about Pitt, Pittsburgh yet. They got a good couple wins, but again, Bray, it's so we talked about this on Tuesday about like the whole 2007 feel. I mean, <laughs> I don't know anything about anybody. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's how you should feel after two fucking weeks. Sure. Is the funny thing, but we especially most feel years, that most years you don't. Most years yeah. you can. There's 
All right, ba Bama does look the part. Now you see Miami struggle against Appalachian State last week. And then you start thinking maybe Saban's on to something when he's like, these motherfuckers ain't shit. shit. Yeah, <laughs> no, it, for sure. So Saban knows, like, uh, if I'm going to believe anybody, it's Nick Saban. Sure. No doubt, and he's right. Like, and, and how much does A and M's quarterback getting at, getting hurt? Because he's out for what two, three months. We got Nebraska fans here. That's awesome. Shout out! There are some Nebraska fans here at Vanessa. Already, That's already awesome. here on Thursday. Hell yeah! Oh yeah! Come out to the tailgate. <laughs> Let's get fucked up. Because I'm coming to Lincoln next year. <laughs> now you gonna go to Lincoln next year? I want to. It's one of my – if I have a, a weekend I could schedule. So I get – as Brady knows now, every year for the rest of my eternity, I get OU Texas weekend off, I think. I think that's how it's going to work. I just secured my tickets, taking my cousins. Nice. Yeah, my uh, – And I get my, one other game. I want to go to Lincoln next year. My that's old, my other game. My oldest cousin, when he turned 21, or the year he was turning 21, I brought him to the 2016 OU Texas game. He's a Texas fan. OU won. He wasn't 21 yet, but we still had a lot of fun, let's just say. And my his younger brother, the middle child, he turned 21 last year, and I told him, yeah, let's not go to this one. I don't want you to go to this. I don't no. want this to be your like first 21-year-old OU Texas experience because this, this, this is a facade. This is a sham. <laughs> Half-empty stadium, no fair, nuh-uh. Not on my watch. It's we'll not. Wait, we'll it's wait till next same. year, and we got our tickets secured. Very. I, it, it literally that I love that game so much. As even as as an outsider now, taking my bias completely, emotions, all of it out of it. I love that game, that atmosphere, everything about it. And here, you want to know why? 2016 was my first OU Texas game. We had a kid in front of us. Bless his heart. He was in the OU section. Only, only Texas shirt around us. Were you boring him with like, oh my god, they're running crossing patterns? Why, why, no. why, why won't he hit the flat? No, that was <laughs> that was prior to me doing that. Now I do have a buddy. I told you this. So was with me at the Tulane game. That basically was like, I really don't want to watch a football game with you again. Now I I get it, which is why I watch most games by myself, not just OU games. That's every game. But I was <laughs> I was gonna say this kid at the Cotton Bowl, Brady. Did nothing but say hook 'em, hook 'em horns, hook 'em horns, hook 'em horns, at all the OU fans around us the entire game, and he just didn't care what was being said to him. That's my kind of environment. He just didn't care. And then as you're walking out, there's my, as my dad would famously say, it Texas two steps everywhere. People are in each other's faces. So it's uh it's my favorite game, but I also loved the 2010 OU Nebraska game I was at. Because of the great Nebraska people that are coming into Vanessa House, more than just one, because of them, because of this rivalry, because of pageantry and history, I love the, I love the fact that this game's happening. I just wish Nebraska was a better football team. So when my, when my grandma watches this, that it, looks, it looks somewhat similar to what she remembers, that all the older people, when they get to the stadium on Saturday, they can think they're watching it and watching a team that 20 years ago they all stormed the field on and the last time it's ever happened to Norman. That's what it looked like. That's what Nebraska football is like. And it's unfortunate it's not the same. We kind of – you got your scouting report. Three defensive linemen that are good. Linebackers are disciplined. Adrian Martinez is better than what people think he is. His offensive line's bad. Scott Frost isn't – he's struggling play calling this year. Defensively, our patrons will see this Brady – they give away what coverages they're in a lot pre-snap. 
which is just a nightmare for them if Lincoln can f- win. If I can, again, as we talk about this all the time, if I see it, somebody else has already seen it. So Oklahoma has the better quarterback, got the better offensive line, they have the better defensive line, they have a better offensive coordinator, they have a better defensive coordinator. No excuse this week. 22 points. I like Oklahoma up to at least 28. And I'll give you even my I'll give you my score first, which I'd never give you my score first. Oh, I already yummy. have one. Yummy. 48-17 Oklahoma. They take care of business this weekend. 17, okay, now you're like encouraging me to go to the Google Docs and like find mine. <laughs> because like obviously I said like 56 to 10 OU over Tulane and that's been bullshit, but because OU corrected the things that we wanted to see against Western Carolina, I'm now I feel fairly inclined to kind of go b- recalibrate myself back to square one and continue forward. That's why this Nebraska game is so important because if this team is truly a national title contender, it's not going to be because they beat the shit out of Nebraska because Nebraska is some good team and it's like, wow, if they beat Nebraska like that, the sky's the limit. No, 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 no. One of the biggest tests for this team is just please dominate teams that you're better than and OU is better than Nebraska. That does not guarantee Nebraska will lose this game. Because this is a game. This is a it's sports. Sometimes the worst team loses or wins. But OU, especially the Spencer Rattler, Oklahoma Sooners, need to prove that they are not just bit barely better than the than inferior teams, but they are unequivocally better. They, they this team is ranked third. They're ranked third in the data. A lot of people that you trust rank top four, top five. Go prove that this weekend. Yeah. Start separating yourself from that. Second group. Oklahoma's better than Ole Miss. Oklahoma's better than Michigan. They're better than Penn State. They're better than Oregon. They're better than USC. This team is. They have the talent. They have the ability. They need to go do it. I don't know if I just gave you a great pump-up speech for this weekend, but I'm jacked up. I'm excited to see what this team does this weekend because based off what we've seen in tape, if they keep growing like they have from game one so far, yeah. Sky's the limit. I said 55-17 in my preseason prediction against Nebraska. That's what uh, I said that the week of the the week of the Tulane game. So obviously before that, I feel relatively the same. Even though a lot of people are saying that Nebraska is going to score 22, 28 points, I see that more as just kind of an indictment on. I don't believe in Oklahoma because they embarrassed me against Tulane. So I still feel good about the 55-17 in terms of that's what OU should do. Now, will they do that? That's up for them. That's that up it, to them. That's up to Spencer Rattler and Perry on Winfrey. And basically, does Andrew Rame start this year or this week? I this, Here we go with the well, English language. Well, we thought he was going to start last week. Maybe that was a coach's thing. Who knows, Brady? Yes, I would agree with you. That is a position I'm looking forward to see who starts on Saturday. I'll be looking for gay bikers tweet more about promise you that's all i got brady bingo bingo songo on the background now we got to wrap up uh, what an electric thursday podcast great feeling in vanessa house i love this energy man it's yeah it's great i mean we've got a line from the register to the door which is great news and like i said we got nebraska fans here that's awesome i don't know if they're, they're Did they listen to us that's why they came i don't know if they're local and they just happen to be Nebraska fans and they're just I, I don't know or if they're, they're they're just like hey let's we're in Oklahoma City for the next few days let's have fun at some some breweries that would be cool as well and they came to the absolute right place uh, I just want to say real quick before we kind of round this episode out 
shout out and rest in peace to Norm Macdonald, one of my favorite, absolute favorite comedians. If I was ever going to be a comedian, I would have unashamedly modeled myself after him. I grew up watching Norm Macdonald, and it, I have been very, very sad, Keegan, when two celebrities have passed away in my time. One of them was Bernie Mac, and now Norm Macdonald. And it sucks to be in my 30s and getting older because now people that I kind of grew up listening to, watching, admiring, are unfortunately starting to pass away, and that fucking sucks. So shout out to Norm Macdonald. That is a huge loss for mankind and planet Earth, to be honest. But no, um, no, 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 no. Let's, let's get some final overall thoughts in terms of what's been going on because we also kind of teased the whole Joe Clatt thing because I, I gave him I gave him you know like he he didn't fuck up here he did fuck up somewhere else <laughs> and, and in the spirit of transparency I gave him an opportunity jump on the podcast and he big timed us and was like nah I'm not going to reply to this I don't know who you are you've got a baby picture as your Twitter DM and not enough followers apparently but he did the same thing Ari Wasserman did that we bitched and moaned about five, six months ago where he did the whole, the best jobs in the country, and he ranked them. Texas was on there. Texas was number one, unequiv- unequivocally w- number one. And we keep doing this. And I think I quote tweeted him and said, we keep doing this shit. It can be. We keep doing this. It, it, it can be. It just... Through three weeks now, two weeks, you're already seeing the issues that haunt coaches down there. There is zero reason why the QB controversy conversation should be ongoing. There's zero reason why a quarterback should be thrown under the bus for issues that were you as an offensive coordinator and the other coach ahead of you not recruiting an offensive lineman worth a damn. That conversation ongoing should not be happening, and he should be able to stop that from happening. Whether it's from limiting access to the media, good job, Lincoln, proud of you. You figured that out. Whether it's taking the problems on your shoulders, you avoid this as a coach. Yeah. Because it's just generating conversation clicks. That's why Texas will never be the top. Until a coach figures that out, Mac Brown did. Mac Brown's figured it out at North Carolina. He's reinvented himself again. Until a coach, when you do that, you can. I said this. I don't believe this is actually Joel Klatt. He's been too good for too long. Fox Sports, we know who you've hired. That's not just for one person, I promise. Give Joel Klatt his personality back. We need it. We don't need any more of this on Twitter from Joel. Give it back to him. I don't believe anything that – I don't think he actually thinks anything he said over the last week. For me, Brady, like I said a second ago, that's all I got for you. It's going to be a wild week, man. Got some great games. Virginia Tech, West Virginia. Great uh, Kansas State, Nevada in the league. Going to be a great game. TCU plays SMU, I believe, this week. Am I right? I don't know. Maybe they have a bye or whatever. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. But a lot of good games across the country. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn more this week. Than any Auburn Penn State's this week, Florida Bama. What's the big primetime game? Auburn Penn State. Is it? Oh. Yeah. Wow. Is, okay, I know. I know what you just said, but is that truly like? That doesn't. That doesn't get my nipples hard at all, Keegan. 
I enjoy it because I think both of those teams in the data right now are overrated. So I want to see who doesn't want to lose this game more. That's what this week's game is for Auburn Penn State. Yeah, like what what does Brian Harson look like? What does Bo what is what does Sean Clifford and Bo Nix look like? I know what Bo Nix looks like and that's We also know what Sean Clifford looks like and both of them will turn the ball over five times on Saturday. Well Oh boy. It's oh. gonna be gross. And Texas plays Rice. So Casey, don't learn anything. Casey from there. Thompson will throw for three touchdowns and everybody's like, Oh, it's been figured out. Oh, I know. I Ble know, man. Bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us here at Vanessa Beer House on Broadway in Oklahoma City, the best locally crafted beer you could find in Oklahoma, in Oklahoma City. If you're around, come stop by and grab you some beer on the way down to Norman. If you forget about that, don't worry. You can find any type of Vanessa House beer you can think of around Norman. They'll be at uh, Royal Pipes and Cohiba Lounge for a little event prior to kickoff, so go check that out. You can find 401k beers, their log, their main lager, at a lot of be a lot of bars and uh, establishments around Campus Corner. So give them a shout out, help that out. I would greatly appreciate that. And again, four star, five star, whatever star review you want to give out to our podcast and Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate that. And I just checked. It finally rendered. The artwork is now updated in Apple Podcasts, so that national nightmare is finally over. Everybody's excited, especially me, after the week and a half of me trying to get that fixed. But also, patreon.com slash through the keyhole. We are almost to 200 patrons. We are extremely, extremely thankful for that. I cannot express how thankful we are. Thank you all very much. And we look forward to the next handful of however many patrons over the next few days, few weeks, few months. Hopefully we entertain and inform as much as possible. But until then, everybody, thank you so much. Boomer Sooner, we'll see you around Norman, Oklahoma City, wherever. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening.